Dave Star, how we doing? Welcome to podcast number 19. I hope you're all well. We've had a little quieter week this week, which um, is a good thing, really, because um, I always do feel sorry for families that have to arrange funerals this time of the year, as there's always a delay. Um, you know, as you can imagine, with the Christmas holidays and crematoriums being shut, um, registrars being shut, bereavement offices not being able to get in contact with them. It all adds to a delay. So funerals that should have been perhaps in the last 10 days of December then get carried on to the first couple of weeks of January. And then traditionally, we've we've always been fairly busy this time of the year. And quite often, it usually takes to the end of January for the time scales to get back to normal but this year has been even worse and um you know we are now looking at funerals that are taken between 3 and 4 weeks to arrange mainly because you know of the delay of christmas and um everyone being so busy uh crematorium is being booked up well ahead so it's a difficult time of the year for everyone uh but if we thought it was bad down here i've Heard stories of some places up country where it's actually taken six weeks to um, get the funeral arranged from when the person passed away. So um, we aren't quite that bad, but it definitely has been worse this year. Earlier this week, we um, had a funeral down at St Morgan, and that combined with seeing Ollie Rowe on Sunday um, brought back a lot of memories to me. Dear Ollie, he must be well well into his 80s now, but he's still looking fits a fiddle. And I can actually remember when I first started going out in town 18. Um, we had the Bridge End boys back then. There was me and Steve Morse. Um, he was across the road from us there at Bridge End. He worked for his father in the upholstery shop there. And next door was wood design that Steve Roberts had with a very young Tim Jones working there. And... Um, the three of us, we always used to go over town on a Friday dinner time and then we'd go out in the evenings. And I know me and Steve, when we first started going out, we used to go in the Swan. And back then, the Swan, I suspect a lot of you can remember, was split into two, where it is one long bar now. Back then, you had the lounge bar, which you walked in off Moser Street, and then the public bar, the other side. Um, and Ollie used to be more in the public bar and in the lounge bar which means Steve used to go in quite a bit early on um, was Pam Jewell worked in there dear old Pam and she was a good laugh I must admit so um, anyway once um, Ollie and Di left the Swan I think then they went down to the Falcon at St Morgan and Ollie always said if you ever got a funeral in St Morgan you must pop in and see us after the service so this is what we used to do. I'm trying to think who the bearers was at the time then. It would have been me. I would think Charlie Brooks, perhaps. Um, Stuart Wilson. Definitely Gordy Biscombe was one of them at the time. And after the service and the burial took place, we'd just pop in to see Ollie, just briefly see how he was. And quite often in there, you'd have the vicar, church warden, Sometimes there'd be a, an organist in there as well that had played at the service, all lined up on the bar. 
and also in and out the gravedigger. And the gravedigger would see us come in and he'd kind of say, all right, um, time for me to go. But um, we'd spend a you know, little quarter, half hour in there before we headed back to Wadebridge. Um, I always felt that St Morgan had a, well, still has, got a, a special feel to it, really. Um, tis a lovely little village down there. I don't know if you've ever been there, but tis a lovely little village. You've got the church, and as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you've got the convent there as well, and it's a really peaceful village. And, and then, of course, just a mile or two up the road at Trevenna Cross, there's a half-decent florist up there as well. Another funeral that um, I remember taking there a few years ago, um, very large attendance, a very popular chap, and it had a definite Beatles flavour to it. We had um, Beatles music as we went into church and as we come out. And then I had the shock of my life, really, because as we was walking down the pathway down to where the earth should have been when we come out of church, the earth wasn't there. But in its place was the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour bus. And I thought, well, with the Beatles connection, is this something that the family have arranged and forgot to tell me? So I just walked back and I said, well, what's all this about? And they said, we haven't got a clue. So then I had to walk down and um, try and find where my earth had gone. Anyway, what happened was um, the bus had come down, seen the empty earth there, with my chap there, and I don't think he realised that the funeral was still taking place. I think he just thought that funeral had happened, we'd perhaps gone to the cemetery and come back. So he just said to my driver, oh, could he just move up the road a little bit so that I can park the bus for the holiday makers to get off, you see? So, of course, that's what happened. And um, to give you the background, because a lot of you might be thinking, well, what on earth is the Beatles bus doing in a little village in the middle of Cornwall? Well, it all goes back to 1967. And the Beatles, um, I don't know if you've seen the film The Magical Mystery Tour, but um, they were doing a bit of filming going around on the bus and they spent quite a bit of time down here in Cornwall and in the Newquay area. And legend has it, and I think I got my facts right here, but I might be wrong, but I think I got my facts right. Um, there was a local chap who sold eggs to all the hotels and um, restaurants or whatever. I think he was called Ted O'Dell, if I'm right. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. And he went into one of these establishments um, with his eggs, and he went to the room, and the Beatles was there. And I think the story goes along the line that John Lennon turned around and said, who are you? Uh, to which he replied, I'm the Eggman. And legend has it that that's where John Lennon got the idea for um, I Am the Eggman in the song I Am the Warus. There is another um, version of how he got that with, uh, I think it in involves Eric Burden and that, but um, this in an X-rated podcast, so I won't go down that way. So then, years later, I think it was Ted himself that started these tours where holiday makers would get on a replica magical mystery tour bus and he'd take them around all the, the local bits and uh, places where the Beatles had filmed for the actual film all those years ago. So anyway, going back to the day of the funeral, we then got the bus to just reverse up the road a bit and we got the hearse back into position and all was well.
Also this week, we were at St. Neville for a funeral, and this reminds me of a, another encounter that I had with the bus on a funeral. Funnily enough, um, both times, the service this week and back then, I was with the same vicar, the lovely Andrew Turner. Lovely chap, think the world of him. I can't understand why more people don't like him, really, but... Uh, no, I'm joking, no, honest. He is a lovely chap. And um, what happened then was... We were stood there. This is going back a few years now. I think maybe six or seven years. I don't know. And we were stood out by the the church there, by the entrance gate, waiting for the hearse to arrive, which would have been there in three or four minutes' time. And then to our horror, reversing back came a bus with a, well, it was, uh, well, full to capacity of holiday makers. Now, obviously, Meddy that was driving the bus, he must have seen all the cars, but perhaps didn't realise what was happening. So he reversed back, and I say, these holiday makers, they just started flooding off the bus. So Andrew and I, we looked at each other, and I thought, what are us going to do here? But Andrew, he got into gear before me, and he started striding towards the... Uh, to the house, sorry. Striding towards the bus. I could almost say we was like a funereal version of Batman and Robin and there was me Robin twiddling me thumbs well the caped crusader and he did look a bit like that from behind because his cassock was blowing in the wind um, as he walked up to the bus so he just had a, a few quiet words with them I don't know quite what he said but it did the trick because they was then getting on that bus just as quick as they got off it so um, they all loaded up and the bus pulled away and just as it was pulling out of the car park, the hearse arrived and took its place. So what I was going to talk about now, I think I'll save for another week because I'm on a roll now with buses and it did make me think of one other part of my life where buses was involved and that's when we was going out to Nostal Sixth Form. So back then, there was a whole gang of us. Um, what we should have done really was gone Bobman Six Form, but it was kind of the in thing to go out to Austell for um, the two years after we left the comp. But when we did that, obviously we had to pay a pound a day to go on the bus. And the bus was provided um, privately. And, well, back then, you, well, you couldn't do it these days, but back then what happened was that they'd... They'd taken all the seats out and pushed them a little bit closer together so they could have a few extra rows of seats to get more people on. There, there were no seat belts or anything in those days. And what shall I say? Twin the most modern of buses. Um, you'd have moss growing on the inside of the window. Um, winter time, there would be frost on the window. You'd have to put your hand on the glass for a minute or two for it to defrost. And... We didn't have a radio on the first one, but then the second one, we did have a radio. But every time the driver put his indicators on, you'd hear the clicking of the indicators coming out the speakers. But we didn't mind that because at least we had a radio. And our driver at the time was dear old Ted Gardner. Now, Ted was an old family friend. He was in St. John Ambulance with father, so I'd known all my life, really. And... 
Ted actually worked out the tech at St Austell, which was just down the road a little bit from St Austell Sixth Form. So Ted would drive us all out in the morning. He would do his day's work in the tech, and then he'd drive us home in the evening. And I do actually remember sometimes uh, Mrs. Buscombe from along Eglisell Road there, dear of her, she used to play the organ for us a bit at funerals. She's gone on now, dear of her. But um, we'd pick her up on the way as well, and she'd jump out at Penwithick to see her relatives, and then we'd pick her up on the way back. Anyway, Ted did this for, um, I think, all the time that we was there. But then a few years later, health and safety regulations stepped in and they decided that Ted couldn't drive them anymore because he was working a full day, so he'd have to drive himself out to the tech. But um, I say at the time, Ted drove us and, yeah, it was really good memories. So all of the first year we went on the bus, but then the second year I actually passed me driving test and... I had my first car then. It was a, a Mark One Escort, which I bought off dear Brian Bear. And um, I used to drive that one every day. So what I would do was um, a fiver of petrol would last me all week. So I would get um, four of my mates um, all to pay me 50p each. So they would save 50p themselves. And I was in profit anyway. And um, I would drive them out so we would um, leave 15 minutes later or 20 minutes later than if we was catching the bus. I'd drive them out there in my car and then bring them home again afterwards. So, um, say, the last few months of the the second year, we didn't actually go on the bus. But um, that's my other story about buses anyway. So there we are. So I'm quite pleased about that, really, because I've managed to fill up a whole podcast and um, it's left me a bit more material so at, at least we got one more episode that I can think of to do for next week. So um, yeah I did a little three miles tonight so tomorrow I got me five mile run and then I meant to have a rest day on Saturday and then running eight miles on Sunday for the marathon so we're gradually building up the miles each week as it goes by but um I think that's about it for now. I think to be a bit topical, I thought what I would do for the word this week um, in Cornish, perhaps I would give you the Cornish word for bus, which is kitron. So how about that? So that's it for now. I hope you have a, a good week this week coming and I'll speak to you again next week. Wish you well. Do get us. <laughs>